When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. We are coming to you live from the phone today um, because we had a big event for the last three days, and the honest answer is we didn't want to abuse the team and make them unload cameras. Yeah, we got a late start. Um, oh, sorry, a late finish yesterday, and mm. so, yeah, we just figured, hey, let's do it on our phone. There it is. So here we are. And uh, yeah, did we have a kickoff question so or anything? Do. What I like about this though is I can see people. What is up? Abraham's in the house. How you doing? Rebecca Shirley is watching. It's good to see you guys. Welcome, um, welcome. All right, so buddy. Um, so today um, we're going to discuss business and entrepreneurship and relationships nice. and how we work to combine the two. Um, and just selfishly, and I keep saying this, but I absolutely love that you guys um, watch this show and are part of it because it is purely selfish from my part that I actually get to chat to this man. So um, I just schedule relationship theory whenever I want some one-on-one time with him. So thank you guys for giving me the excuse to do that. <laughs> yeah, see the thumbs up as well. Um, all right, so we've got a few announcements. Um, Wisconsin's in the house, I see. Yep, so we have some weird scheduling over these next few weeks. This man here is just crazy busy. So um, please switch on your notifications. I always point, I think it's up there, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> but let's just pretend. Switch on your notifications, guys, because over the next couple of weeks, our lives are going to be somewhat sporadic on the days and times. We try to keep it to Wednesdays, but just in case, switch on your notifications. Um, also, Valentine's Day is coming up. Wow, that's so true. It's it will go by in a blink. So I know everyone's thinking, "What the hell? It's just January, Lisa. What are you yeah, talking about?" That's only about? three weeks but away. It's only three weeks away. Wow. Um, and we've got some really cool things um, in line. We've got some swag, especially for couples, um, and we've just got a whole bunch of other like fun questions and stuff like that. So I just want to hype it a little to get people interested. Thumbs nice. up if you guys are interested. Yay! Wow, I'm like on a I, right now. I don't know why. I don't know if it's like being outside or I haven't really hung out with you. Like all of Sunday you were gone. And so yeah. it is like I get to like actually hang out with this man. So, um, okay, let's get started, people. Let's get started. All right. Last week's Would You Rather. So the question was, would you rather have a partner who lacks confidence or a partner that lacks empathy? And 100% of people said partner who lacks confidence. Yeah, I think that's a wise answer. So is it safe to say that no one wants to be with a sociopath? I think it is safe, at least in our audience. <laughs> there, maybe there are audiences that would feel differently, but I'm very happy to report that our audience is uh, against the sociopaths. Um, all right, so now this week's kickoff question. I'm um, sorry, would you rather kick off? Let's do this. All right, guys, answer in the comments below, and actually we can read ourselves. Yeah. So I know this man likes to do that, so if you find one, you can shout it out. So would you rather kick off question? Would you rather risk everything for a potential business or a, uh, sorry, business opportunity or the potential love of your life? So would you risk your potential business opportunity or risk your potential love of your life? I, I think I think this question needs a lot more clarity. If I'm honest, there, yeah, shady old lady. To add 
<laughs> no, because I need to know, like, what does it mean exactly? To find the love of my life, 100% I would rather risk everything to build a business. To keep the love of my life, I'd rather risk everything for that. So for me, like, I don't believe that people, I don't think that being in a relationship is inherently better than not. I think that it is entirely based on the actual realities of the relationship. So to protect what we have, there's literally nothing I wouldn't burn down to the ground. Like if in a magical scenario like these wonderful would you rathers, where it was like, hey, either lose everything, give up your business, all of it, but still be with you, um, or lose you, but the business goes on to become what I want. Like that's not even difficult for me. But if it's like, if you were an abstract notion, I 100% the business. All right, let's take real case scenario. So you came home one day, I mean, one day, it's in my head that that was like the grand thing. You came home, you're like, hey, we've got this business opportunity, um, really want to do it. Quest didn't have a name back then, but let's just call it Quest. And what if I'd said no? Like, so we just give everyone context. We just bought our very first house. Obviously, as a woman, I was like nesting and we just decorated it. I was so excited. It was our first house together. And we had it for like a couple of months. And he'd come home and basically said, just to be very clear, if we fail at this business, because we're going to put in, in basically every savings we have, if we fail, then we could lose the house. And I said, oh, I bet on you, babe. But what if I didn't? What if I said, no, I want a family, I want kids, I want security. Now look, I know that you know me well enough that that's not my personality, but let's say the house had given me something that I never expected. So I'm like, I, I don't want to lose this house, babe. Now what would you do? Now obviously you don't have the foresight of what Quest would have become, sure. but you have the ambition and vision of what it could have become. Right. So I'm going to try to go through the honest answer yeah. really fast yeah. so that people can get the, as much of this as possible. So here is the truth. One, I would know that I, on a long enough timeline, the odds of me being able to convince you are almost 100. And so I would go into it knowing that. I would go into it accepting, okay, this is going to take time. Now, the very first thing that I told you was you can ask me to give up anything except my ambition. Mm -hmm. So if you were telling me that the... Um, the house was a bigger deal to you than my ambition, like that would be my first argument. Oh, and I would say, look, we had agreed that the one thing you would never ask me to give up is my ambition. We did not have any sort of agreement about a house and that that would somehow become the center of our lives or whatever. So I am, and, and this is what I'd be saying to you in that moment, I am unwilling to change what we agreed to, which is that you would never ask me to give up my ambition. And now you're asking me not only to give it up, but to trade it for a house, which is like pure insanity. But I hear in that that there's something unexpected for you, that you're getting something amazing and beautiful and wonderful out of this house. And so to not expect you to grow, change, and evolve would, wouldn't make any sense. And I want to make sure that we create space for that. So we have two things we're not going to choose between. We're not going to let them become this like binary thing where I'm going to get what you want. You're not going to get what you want. And I recognize the weight of what you're saying, which is this thing has become incredibly important to you and that you want to have a family. And so now let's break them down and let's look at how what we're really debating is odds of success. And so there's no guarantee that the business is going to be successful and it is entirely possible that you know we could lose the house, but now let's look at it in real business terms. So let's put um, protective mechanisms in place, if you will. So one, what is our plan if the business is going down and I've got personal guarantees and they're using the house as collateral. Like I would first have to get you to, cause I can feel to really answer this question it would take me more than an hour. So I'm just going to shorthand things. So we would have a mechanism by which we would understand what's, what could really happen and that yes, we could lose the house, but the house is representative of something. It isn't like your family, even then, like I was gonna say, your family's not buried under the house. It's not like in losing the house, you lose something that is truly, um, you could never re-get. So it's like really coming to understand, articulate what it represents to you. How do we make sure that we can get that even if we have to scale it back? Getting you to understand that this when I said my ambition, it has a physical manifestation and that manifestation is building something at the risk of losing something else. So this is that moment that we talked about. Whereas 
a house is about um, nesting, it's about safety, it's about security, it's about being able to provide for the coming children. So like, let's really look at what that actually takes rather than becoming dogmatic that it is this house, which it isn't. And then also, don't get yourself in the twist over a future reality that may or may not happen. So we can do things in the business not to overextend ourselves, not to get in a position where we're over leveraged. So you can actually look at the business and say, look, there are no guarantees. And yes, like we have um, the house as, a, as collateral, it's a guarantee against something, but there are ways to mitigate that from like really becoming super dangerous. And I mean, by way of example, we did it, right? So we actually, we've played this scenario out on one hand, which is that we risk everything and are we able to be fiscally responsible, not overextend ourselves, not get ourselves in a position where we're beholden to other people, remove ourselves from the personal responsibility as fast as we could, reinvesting all the profits back into the business so that we could get out of things like personal um, guarantees, which we did. So it's like, not only is that possible, that's actually what we did. And so walking you through that, and I think most importantly, letting you know, like you're going to get out of this what you want as well. Like this is not gonna be me saying, hey, it's this, you know, my way or the highway. My value system isn't better than yours. Yours admittedly though is new, you've changed. Wow. And so making sure that we respect, I've said this from the beginning, I've been consistent. I respect that you're growing and changing. So important. So. Sorry. No, no, I'm going to get in a loop of just repeating myself, but like... But that's so important because initially when you said, but you'd never said that your house was important to you, like something went off in my head, but it was like, well, people change, right? And so even if you get together as a couple and you say, this is the thing that is important to me, and over the years you start discovering other things, it's like, it's important to acknowledge that and someone not hold that against you, being like, hang on, 10 years ago you you didn't say a house was important, now all of a sudden, no, you don't get your way. Like, that is completely, um, I think, so dangerous to act like that. Um, but you're right, It's you need to address it and you need to address the weights of it. Um, and then at least for me, because your mind works in such a business sense, right? Because you're saying, well, you mitigate the, the, the pros and the cons and like you... You mitigate the risk. The risk. For me though, it's, very, it's more emotional than that. Yes. And so for me, how I approached it was, okay, what is the worst case scenario? Because the one thing I never want to do is hold anything against you. That was so important to me. So in having a house that I loved and feeling that like I was finally an adult and now I can like really build a family and you know, um, cause I was a stay at home wife. So it was like, I wanted kids and we were gonna have a family. And it was, the house became more important than I realized it would ever become. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. Oh God, it was a good point as well. Oh man, I lost it. Uh, the only thing I can tell you is obviously where you actually oh, ended up. Oh, yeah. So basically, <laughs> thank you. Um, for me, it was important to see the worst case scenario because I never wanted to hold it against you. Because if you had approached it like, "Don't worry, babe. Like, we're not pr- probably not going to lose the house, and it's just like the worst case scenario." And then we did. I think I would have held it against you a little, but. I think it's so important to say, I'm an adult, I make my own decisions, so even though we're a couple, I need to know what I'm getting myself into and then I can make that decision. So with the house, I didn't think of it as like, well, we could, we couldn't. I just thought of it as, if we lose the house, is that the worst thing that can happen to me? Is that the worst thing that can happen to us as a partnership? And when I said no, I got that answer. And then I said, okay, with with your ambition, if I held you back, would that be the worst thing that could happen to me? And would that be the worst thing that can happen to you in our relationship? And the answer was yes. So for me, once I started really analyzing the worst case of both and what I was willing to sacrifice or not, like to me, fueling your ambition is so important that it made me realize a house wasn't actually that important. And so once I'd assessed that, I really was okay with saying, okay, well, if we now lose the house, I'm part of that decision, I'm on board, and Wiki agrees, um, it's, I'm part of that decision, I'm on board, it's not that you wanna do it for your ambition and I'm tagging along. And that's been such a big part of our relationship is knowing that making decisions together and then making sure that you are both on that same page versus you feeling like you're dragging me. Because I think that would have been a massive problem. Like worst case scenario, we lost the house and I didn't actually really assess it or I didn't think about it and I didn't confidently make that decision. I think that, um, yeah, I would have been, I may have held it against you.
And I think that's danger, danger. Truth. So, all right. Next question. So, guys, we are answering live. So, submit your questions, and we will get to them. And please, please, please do share this if it's bringing you value. That's the one ask we have is to spread the word. Um, you're usually good at this. I, I kind of like have taken it over, but I like it when you pitch the sharing. Right. Okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> repeating what you normally say. What's wrong with that, though? You do a good job. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that was so unexpected. Like you've always done that here. I know. And the funny thing is, every time it goes in my head, I'm just like, oh, he's so much better at it than I am. Yeah, but only because I've done it more. So yeah. the more you do it, the better you'll get. Practice then, baby. Practice. All right. So we've got the first fan kickoff question. This is from Irvin R. Sanchez. Hey, Lisa, can you speak on having a spouse that's building a business? When Tom started Quest, how did you accept the fact that most of his attention would be placed on the business? And how did you not let that get in between your relationship? Would be cool to hear the perspective from both of you. Um, I think the first thing for us, like the most important and the most powerful thing is it has to be a decision you guys make together. So if I want to build a business, what is like, is that our primary focus? And if we go into it together saying, yes, this is what we're going to achieve and this is what we want, then it doesn't feel like there's a, um, there's a split between, oh, he's ambitious and he's going off to work on this business and I'm just tagging along. It's like we decided as a family, as a unit, as the Bill you clan, we decided together this is the move we're going to make we're going to start a business okay what does that mean it means that i'm not going to spend as much time with him as i would like to okay do we agree together in a romantic setting because we spent more time right. together yes in a romantic setting as husband and wife versus as business partners yeah but i think why is that no that was a cute smile oh i was literally thinking of that video that we had um remember it was like December 19th or something and I had you in the warehouse doing um, test batches on like a Sunday yeah. or something oh yeah and uh, what did I say like oh it's it's a Sunday and we're here by ourselves doing test batches and you turn to the camera and you go <laughs> really like sarcastic. you were like really sarcastic <laughs> and annoyed and I thought well we were together right, maybe not in the ideal romantic yeah. way but it but, was time together and that's so I love that you think of it like that and because yeah I think it's a different perspective for me but the truth was we decided we were gonna go all in on this business, we were going all in on Quest, and over time I started to really find myself within the company. And But at the beginning where literally we're in a Sunday in a warehouse and it's just us two and I'm doing like these formulas and just like measuring stuff and I was, I, I hated it, I'm gonna be honest, I freaking hated it, that's not where my skills shine, I shine in production and filmmaking and content. But here I am, I've got a hairnet on and I could have been mad at you, right? And I could have been like, I'm, on a, I'm here on a Sunday doing something I don't like and I feel like you're kind of forcing me because you did, definitely did pressure me to do it. Um, but because we had decided when we started the company that we're in it together, it's like, well, now I'm going back on my word where I said we're in it together. Then also another thing, at least for me, is you're way more ambitious than I am. Now, I'm ambitious, but you're way more ambitious than I am. So making sure that I don't feel a guilty if you're working and I'm not but then also like take the Sunday so you're ambitious you're like well it's Sunday of course I'm going to work I'm going to go in the warehouse I'm going to do what needs to be done I had the decision to say okay do I want to be the perfect business partner right now and join you do I want to be a supportive wife and be there as your wife and emotionally and just sit there and like maybe like sort your food out or like what is my role I want to play and then hold myself to it. So on a Sunday when you're going into the warehouse, I held myself to the agreement and the what we had decided we were going to do in that we're going to be all in. So showing my support, even though I was miserable, um, was important to me. So I think I've derailed from the question though. <laughs> um, when Tom started Quest, how did you accept the fact that most of his tension? Yes, so really it was a decision we made beforehand. It's The inevitability is is that he's going to spend less time with me. It's going to be inevitable that I won't see him as much, that I won't have as much romantic time with him. But if we agree as a team that this is what we're going to do for the family, then it just makes it so much easier because I just remind myself. I take myself back to when we made that decision and I hold myself accountable and I say, well, we decided. So the, the, I, one thing we didn't do is go blind blindside into that. Word. Yeah. There it is. But anything from your perspective 
my thing is that everything should be based on your goals and it by that point in our relationship it was clear to me that either we needed to have kids so that you could have something in life that fulfilled you or you needed to start working but continuing to just stay at home while I built things didn't make sense so makes sense from what you wanted or makes sense from makes sense from a you 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 only have one life to live and a deep sense of fulfillment is I think just critical to anybody's life path Mm -hmm. and I think that family is the um, the sort of nature's automated way of having fulfillment which is why so many people do it and I think that kids really do give people I won't even say just women but people a deep sense of meaning and purpose and fulfillment and that's like that, you know, the fulfillment starter kit, if you will. And we had chosen not to go down that path. And that meant that you were going to, honestly, we hadn't quite decided at that point. Um, but getting you into the business for me in the beginning was a way to see if you would find fulfillment in that. Because I thought that you could really be gifted at that. And then two, I was really worried about proximity. So to me, because goals are so important to me, like being together, building something together to be able to share that with you sounded awesome. And it was, like quite frankly. And I think that that was really important to share that time with you. But did you expect, like, so for instance, yesterday, we were kind of with each other over the last two days nonstop. But last night, I cuddled you and I said, I really miss you. Because proximity is great to an extent where you see the person growing as an individual, but it's not for me a way of substituting our one-on-one time as husband and wife. It's not a substitute, no question. It's way worse for you than it is for me. And this, the last three days was we had very divergent paths, to be quite frank. So we were at the same place, but when like I walked into the room where now we were gonna be filming things together, that did give me that deep sense of connection to you that I did not have when I was doing the behind the scenes stuff and you were preparing for that. So there's no question between the two of us, like working on the same thing gives me almost exactly the same thing, not quite, but almost exactly the same thing that like going out on a romantic dinner. And in fact, for me, honestly, it's better. Yeah, it, it, it's a that's deeper a it's a deeper sense of connection. Like that's how meaningful goals and the pursuit of goals and all of that, like that's what that means to me. So that's why like I love playing video games because on like a really sort of low key, just pure fun level, we have a goal, we have a mission. Like the other day, like you amped me up so hard because you were like, let's like really set out. We were playing video games and you were like, let's set goals like what are we going to do go undefeated like do this do that and i was like oh my god like this is so cool i love this uh because it's goals that's so fascinating i had no idea that things like yesterday were is like deep and meaningful to you well so don't confuse it because yesterday is like the worst example because i didn't feel like for the most part we were doing the same things Mm. um but building impact theory is a great example so even like your favorite part is, well, honestly, your favorite part is when we're together in a non-business setting. Yeah. And for me, honestly, like the same, but it's just the margin of difference is so different. Like for you, there's a huge chasm between time spent romantically out to dinner, whatever, and then doing things together in the business. Whereas for me, the margin of difference is actually quite slim. It's important, though, that we know that about each other, right? Because I think people at home, when you're in a relationship and working with your spouse or your partner, um, it's definitely important to know because it's so easy to get caught up on what is important to you and how you interpret that time. And I think over time, I've tried to be more articulate with you about what I'm looking for because you don't see it like that. So you're like, what are you talking about? We just, like, hung out for three days. And I'm like, we hung out. No, we didn't. We didn't you know we barely and I would never say hung out we were working on the same goals we were bonded at like a deep spiritual level but um the one thing actually that for me was interesting was like things like yesterday because it's production and because I feel like it is my responsibility right like things have to go well shoot has to go well um and that is my responsibility and when you come in like you are the host to me versus you're my husband or you're my business partner so my dynamic changes a lot from when husband and wife right you're my alpha 
um, I'm the beta, and then in, uh, so that's in a personal relationship, we've agreed, that's our dynamic, and then when it comes to the company itself, you're the visionary, I'm the executor, so again, we have those, but when it comes to production, like actual shoot, I actually feel like I'm the alpha, because I feel like no matter how well you come on stage and you perform, if I haven't run that ship tight, then we have no show. So um, literally, I want you guys so to imagine her really off camp, like right before I walk on, saying essentially, "Inspire them, clown." It's like I am, I am just the town. I'm some guy that like wandered in off the street that you've set this whole thing up for. But you're such and you're a like, talent. Inspire them, clown. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. All right, but, we need to move on. We've been on this session forever. You're gonna say more words. But that shift in like the positioning, and I don't know if women have the same problem because we're getting a lot of questions. That's why I really want to hammer this. That's time. why you want to keep talking <laughs> keep over talking their questions. Is that basically the dynamic between you, at least for me, does change, and it's important to recognize that, which is why I think when I'm alone with you at home cuddling, it's very different than when we're on a set in production where I feel like I'm the alpha. It's a very weird and different dynamic for me. So, there you go. All right, next question. <laughs> okay, this one is from um, Vinicius Queros. Um, should you first build it yourself in important areas in life, so physically, business, success, mental toughness, and then look for love, or is it possible to build all areas of life, improving myself, creating a business, working on new relationships at the same time? Yeah, I mean, you can definitely do it at the same time. I just wouldn't, like, you've got to know what your priority is. So when you and I met, romantic anything was not my priority. But it happened, and it was amazing, and we ended up doing it all together, and I think so much the better for it. So, yeah, I think that they can happen simultaneously without question, but I think that trying to divert your, like, if you were going to go hardcore, like, I'm going to go out and date and do all this stuff, like, uh, that's going to be pretty tough to do them both equally well. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, living a life, I'll say it another way, focus on the life that's exciting. So if you're super amped up with what you're doing in the business, first of all, it's going to be super sexy to somebody that you come across. And then second, like if you want to go out, go out. Just understand that that's time away from what you're trying to build, which means somebody that doesn't take that time is going to go ahead of you. But there's no moral obligation to live your life like that. So unless you're like, you don't want to slow down, you want to keep going and you're doing it out of excitement and fun, then, you know, go out. Like that's the thing. Like people act like there's some one way to live. There's only one way to live, and that way is the thing that makes you most feel alive, that fills you with the most energy. And if that's like backpacking for nothing and begging for rice like every day, then go do that. And if it's building a multinational conglomerate that is massive and you know like nothing the business world has ever seen, then go do that. But there's, it's what makes you feel most alive, period. Was it Eisner who basically his wife was like, oh, I, I never saw him for years and years. It was like he would be on the phone all the time. No, um, and I, I know oh, who it is now, but you don't know Eisner? So I'm like, what? Like, where it? would she come up? Iovine. Yeah. Iovine, yes. Jimmy Iovine. Jimmy Iovine. Where literally his wife's like, oh, I would make him dinner and I would put it outside the door. For, of the bathroom, of the bathroom, which I thought was so weird. So much. Why the bathroom? Um, who knows? But like... That's a supportive wife. And when I heard that, I was like, that's so freaking amazing. Um, now look, it's not for everybody. It's and they got divorced. It's definitely, yeah. It's definitely not for me, right? If, if it got to that point, I would have to say, look, this, there's something wrong here because I'm not willing to sacrifice that much of our relationship for the business. And I'm just honest about that. And I think it's important to be honest about what you're actually willing to do. And so for me, like I would definitely draw the line. Like. You work when you eat a lot, and I do too, but there are times when I'm like, hey, let's eat together, and you're always very respectful of that, and so, you know, we put down what we're doing, and we eat together, but yeah, I couldn't spend years, but some women can, so I think everyone needs to assess what they're willing to do and what they're not willing to do, so. There it is. All right. All right, so we've got a would you rather segment. Guys, answer in the comments as we do, and we never see these in advance. It's always kind of fun for us as well. All right. Um, would you rather have a driven partner who misses out on your anniversary every year because of their work? Well, I had seven years of that, so let's continue. Or have a partner who is so focused on the relationship that they miss out on career growth opportunities every year? 
Well, so for me, I would definitely rather you miss out on our anniversary because I am so attracted to your um, your drive and your ambition that I want to encourage it. So I just weigh the options, and for me, it's um, I can live without having a specific anniversary date, and we've done that many times. You? I think if you're not building the same thing, it is uber dangerous for both of you to be going in opposite directions from just the survival of the relationship. So again, I don't place a moral judgment. You don't need to be in a relationship. But if you're in a relationship and you want it to work, you cannot have two people pulling in opposite directions that hard. Mm -hmm. Like essentially you have no relationship and you're both high powered business people who happen to live together. Right. Um, so let's say you're the same though. What do you mean? Well, so let's say you both either want the anniversary or the career opportunity. Yeah. I don't, I, like what would you rather? Only one of us, unless we're building the same thing, only one of us can be going like that and missing things because, it, it, yeah, like at some point, like for a relationship to be thriving, either you need to be building something together and so you're missing something in, like at the same time, you're doing something together, you believe in it, you share in it, you're emotionally tied up in it, so the highs are the highs together, the lows are the lows together. So there's like a synchronicity between the two of you which is in and of itself the whole point of a relationship right. is to be synchronized with each other and to help each other be better. But when you're both just uber ambitious and running in opposite directions, mm -hmm. like based on what I know and the way that I view the world, like there would be no reason to then be in a relationship. But that's personal preference as well. Every word out of my mouth is personal preference. Yeah. You guys know I have a very strict diet that I stick to, except for very special occasions. And I do that so that I can bring my best every day to what I'm doing. And a big part of that strict diet is high quality animal protein and my go-to source of trustworthy meats and seafoods with no added hormones or antibiotics ever is ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service that delivers 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood all directly to your door. I cannot recommend ButcherBox enough. When you eat ButcherBox, you are giving your body the best possible building blocks to work with so you can reach your full potential. You've got to take care of yourself at a cellular level if you want to hit your peak consistently. So ButcherBox is the key. Sign up at butcherbox.com impact and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off, and that means you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com impact and use code impact to choose your free-for-a-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You will never be able to reach your full potential if you are riddled with stress and have a lot weighing on your mind. I can tell you from my own experiences with stress and negative thought loops, you have to find a way to work through whatever it is that's weighing on you if you're gonna have any hope of achieving your goals. Therapy can be an option for working through things and for an online therapy option that is super convenient and flexible, be sure to check out BetterHelp. With BetterHelp, everything is 100% online and getting started is quick and easy. A brief questionnaire matches you with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra charge. Get things off your chest, process through things with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash impact theory today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash impact theory. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you wanna have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, 
Today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. That's a good point. All right, next, would you rather? Would you rather start a business with your partner and your time together is all business all the time or support your partner in their own ventures and your time together is limited but romantic? Yeah, I mean, I think it's together. It's it's the act of building something. Give me the question again. Would you rather start a business with your partner and your time together in all business uh, is all business all the time? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I kind of skimmed over that all the time bit there. Mm. <laughs> or support your partner in their own ventures and your time together is limited but romantic. God, I'm going to have to change my answer. I think it's going to have to be for me, support your partner in their own ventures and your time together is limited but romantic. Because I'm kind of like um, that monkey that, like, if you don't, like, if it doesn't have touch You've and You've got to have the fur I've and not the wire the mesh that feeds. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I think I would, it would slowly, it's like the the dripping it would slowly just weigh on me so much um that yeah that's my answer what about you they're both destructive and they end in just utter sadness for me but i the one thing i just know about myself i couldn't give up my ambition so anybody that watched entourage like when he gives up everything for his wife i thought wow i get it it's so romantic but like i could do it maybe for like six months and then after that like you would just come in a room and be like, oh, what are you doing? And I'd be like inadvertently trying to build a business, literally. And I remember when you and I walked through the world where, because I honestly believe that I could live a life and just write. Like I really, really could enjoy that. And you were like, but yeah, first then you'd want to publish your own book and you'd want to do the marketing for it. And then you'd start thinking, wow, well, I've built all this, so I might as well be publishing other authors. And then all of a sudden you have a fucking like publishing <laughs> empire. And I was like, God, she's so right. So... Yeah, I, it, it, that is just the truth of my nature. And I'm not a big, like, nature per Oh, we're wired this way or anything. Like, I've built that into myself so relentlessly. And on top of, like, I've always been really ambitious. Mm. It just seems like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and because we've always been so honest with each other, that has, it's never caught us off guard. So it's not like all of a sudden you're like, no, I'm going to neglect you because I'm ambitious. And, you know, it's like we've always been very upfront and like, what do, what do we want? And then what is the knock-on effects of that? Because the second you're trying to like cater to the other person, oh God, I just think it's like you're in that guessing thing and you end up not really improving your relationship at all. Because you're trying to please them, but you end up not at all. Right. All right, last would you rather, guys, answer with us. Would you rather have radical transparency in your relationship or in your business? You can't have both. Oh, that's so terrible. I thought you were going to say that's so easy. I was was about to, and then I thought, God, like, they're both ridiculous. So, look, (laughs) with stuff like this, meaning, like, to choose one or the other, like, the one that doesn't have radical transparency, like, your business will implode on a long enough timeline. Oh, my God, especially after doing principles. Yeah, like, oh, so dastardly. Uh, But for you'd rather have radical transparency in your relationship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because that would then have that knock-on effect into the business. Whereas if you were radically transparent in the business but you weren't in our relationship, I think our relationship would end. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, I mean, it would be suboptimal. There's oh, God, no it would be, yeah, pain in the, pain in the butts is that question. Um, all right, back to the questions. Guys, we're answering live, so please put in the comments below if you've got any questions for us to answer. Next question. Michael Moore. The documentary. Moore? Different one. Oh, do you, 
That is 100% true. And now I'll give just a counterpoint, mm-hmm. which is meeting people with compassion and trying to work through it, trying to like present. So if somebody's being needy, I'm going to try to work through like, what is it that I'm doing that makes them feel that way? You like, would do that even if it was, let's say, the fourth date. Like I said, what you said is the truth. Right. I just want to give people like an alternate okay. variation. So because... 100%, I don't overvalue relationships, especially at the beginning. So it's like, yeah, if it's a distraction and they're pulling me in a direction that I don't want to go, then part ways. But I, they're trying to create a scenario, maybe because they're actually in it, that's difficult. So I don't want to give right, just... Oh, so already in there. Yeah, like I'm just saying, let's, you know, give, give an alternate take on this. And the alternate take is... You're meeting them with compassion. You're trying to work through the issue to find out what you're doing that's making them feel that way, which I think is an important question to ask. Like, not just, oh, this person is needy, which may entirely be based on historical things, their parents, bad relationships they've been in, neurochemistry, I don't know. But understanding that they can change that if they want. Now, I'm the guy, preach to the choir, don't try to change people, all that. So that's why I say what you said is the truth. I'm just, this is plan B. So getting to the point where you can assess why they feel that way and see if it's addressable. Because if they're feeling needy and it's an addressable thing, meaning like, hey, when you came to me and said, look. I just realized I didn't have my mic on this whole time. The entire time? No, she was on the floor. <laughs> Hopefully you guys have heard me okay. Has anyone complained about sound? That's... You're so powerful, I like to believe, <laughs> that like you don't even need a mic. I'm over here like the crutch of a mic because my words are just weak. I'm so sorry. And they sorry. need the amplification. I'm so sorry. Wow, how did I not notice that? That's okay, really terrible. Sorry. Uh, so anyway, yeah, wrap it up, figure out what the cause is, and then some of that cause may be addressable, especially if that person's willing to do the work. So it doesn't have to be the relationship death sentence. Right. If they're willing to put in the effort to actually identify why they're feeling needy, to give them what they need. Like with you, it didn't take um, a massive amount of time. There were a few key things that really helped you feel connected. And as long as I was always responsive when you said, hey, I need to spend, you know, I need like time, just you and me, whatever. And then it was always given because it was never abusively Mm -hmm. asked for. Like it's been amazing. 
All right, we've got some fan shout-outs to Elida Rose Cardo, who shares our shows with her teenager. That's so fantastic. Nice. Thank you. Cool. That's so cool. Mitzi Besant, who digs the casual setup today. Nice. Thanks, Mitzi. Um, all right, back to some more fan questions. And um, this is from Riley Jennings. How do you balance staying respectful of your partner's time, energy, and the sacrifice it takes to cultivate a new business while also still enjoying life in the moment versus waiting for things to feel ready enough to do? It's a good question. Lisa, how did you know when it was time to intervene and ask for time versus letting Tom allow his work to take precedent before you? I know a relationship won't always be fair, but how do you continue um, to prioritize each other while individually staying true to yourself? selfish needs um, the truth is it took me time like I was never perfect at it I'm still not perfect at it um, but I just try to be honest with myself like what do I actually need from my husband what are the things that are important to me um, that I'm not willing to sacrifice and once I laid out all those things um, then everything kind of then fell into place so for me it's I don't actually have like it needs to be on this date every month um, but there are little things like um, eating dinner with him to me is actual breakfast I should say is really meaningful it's a way of us connecting um, I can't even explain why on it's the just weekends. on the weekend well so that was what I was going it's I love having breakfast with him now the reality is he's so busy he works from the second he gets up to the moment he goes to sleep so I don't pressure him to have breakfast with me but I say okay I, it's still something I want and still something that I need that I feel like is important. So I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not going to feel bad about it, but I'm going to set our relationship up for success. So what does that look like? It Okay, Saturday morning. That's the one time I want you to give me. Just give me Saturday morning, even if you're so busy, because you work all the time. So even if you've got an entire day full of other things you have to do, I would like... 30 minutes Saturday morning to sit by our dining table and have breakfast if I never see you for the rest of the day I would like that and because I'm very understanding with you you're very sweet and understanding back and you're like cool I had this thing but I hear what you're saying I hear that it's important to you so I'm just gonna do that later or you'll shuffle but I don't have that expectation of him every single day um, because I understand what he's doing so I want to show I'm supportive and at the same time acknowledge what I'm going through what I need and then we talk about it and then we find ways to actually make that happen like that's so important because I used to swallow my feelings when you did those seven <clears throat> to eight years of where you never took a vacation because you were building the tech company before Quest six and a half six and a half um, I, I didn't do that and it became very taxing on me and I started to feel really alone and I started to feel like um, we didn't have this partnership where we were like building our lives together. It was like you were off doing this thing and I was kind of sitting back just waiting for you to come home and I felt good being supportive but I didn't feel like I was a part of it and so I was very passive. And so that took its toll on me and I wasn't good at communicating. I wasn't good at being upfront about what I actually need. I kind of felt like I had to be all or nothing. So like completely stay out of your way and just let you do whatever you want to do and I'll be there. I did that for a long time and realized I actually hated it and it didn't make me feel good about myself. Um, and then I would then like be like, all right, I need this time, I need this time. And then I would be so like hard on it because it was like, if you love me and you've recognized I've been supported, then you'll give me this time. And so over time I realized that wasn't a great strategy because now you felt like this pressure of like this deadline where it's like, oh shit, I have to give her that time as of now. And so I think we just worked through and it's like, okay, well for me it is the small moments throughout the days, throughout the weeks that I'm very honest and open and we figure it out. So hopefully that helped. Nice. Did I... There was a first part to the question, um, I think, that we didn't touch on. How do you balance staying respectful to your partner's time, energy, and sacrifice it takes to cultivate a new business? So, yeah, I mean, you were just like, you were very honest, and you said, if I'm not spending time with you because it's important, then I'm going to be working. Word. Yes. Um, and then there is one example. I'll just wait for another question to come in. There is one example where... It was date night, I was all dressed up, I'd been looking forward to date night, I'd actually asked him, hey, let's go out, I really need time with you, and then shit hit the fan at work. 
So when you're in those circumstances, you go back to recognizing or reminding yourself on what you had decided as a partnership. And again, like what was the goal you set for us as the Bill You Clan? What was that goal? It was to build Quest. It was to make it the biggest nutrition company in the world. And so when it came into conflict with what I wanted, which was date night, and then the situation where you had to go to work, it was like, okay, well, I know I can shift this. Date night can be moved. I'm not gonna be dogmatic about it. This is a moment to show you I'm supportive and we're doing it together because of the goal we had set for ourselves as a couple. Nice. Um, We have a question here if you don't have one. Oh no, I do have one, but did you want to read it? No, go for it. Okay, this is from Abdi Hussein. How do you cope with um, with one of you away from home for some time due to business travel? That's the I, I went, oh, I'm I always just, the one traveling. I just went on for so long, I thought you wanted to answer this. Um, how do we deal with it? I mean, the truth is I kind of just acknowledge that when he's away on business, he needs to be all in. I don't want him to be distracted by what's going on at home. I don't want him to be distracted of how I'm feeling, if I'm feeling neglected, because I think he can perform at his best when he is laser focused on what he's doing. And that's my belief, and that's... You know, something obviously I believe it from the things that you've said, right? When you're laser focused, I see how much you shine. So I know as a partnership, as a team, I'm here to support the vision. And the vision is what, you know, whatever this business trip is, that's part of the vision. So I am very, very much like the opposite of needy, would you, wouldn't you say? Definitely. Even to the point where like, if he doesn't call me, like I'll text him. So if he does, when you do like your 10 hour Q and A's, so no joke, he goes away, he does these speeches, and then afterwards he does about 10 hours of Q and A. I know he doesn't even have his phone on him. His phone, he probably doesn't even know where his phone is. So I'll text him, not expecting a response. And then if I don't hear from you in a couple of hours, I'll text you again, baby, just letting you know I love you. Because I know eventually when you finally do look at your phone, there are two options. You can look at your phone and get text messages from me that are just like, why aren't you texting me back? Hey, I just wanted to say goodnight. The babies miss you. Why aren't you? Right? That's going to make you feel bad about yourself. Um, Or not even bad about yourself, but like, hang on a minute. I've just spent 10 hours busting my ass for a goal that we've both agreed on as a team. And now you're giving me shit. Like, I want to make sure that you don't ever feel like that. So when you go off and do that, I'm always sending like, hearts, missing you, love you, know that I think that, you know, are you crushing it, baby? Because when he gets off that stage, when he finishes work, my ultimate goal is he knows I'm still there for him, rallying him on. So I'll go to bed without even speaking to him. Sometimes, not very often. I mean, bless you, you do try and you you text me if you can, but there are times where I do and I don't, I don't take that personally. I don't think of it as a reflection of how much he loves me. I don't think of it as a reflection of how much our relationship is meaningful to him versus me. Because if I'm thinking about him and he's not thinking about me, I don't think that that then outweighs how much we love each other or how much that outweighs how much we're committed to each other. Um, so, yeah, I think it's understanding your partner and what they need um, and then being able to be there for them. Nice. So. All right. Mm. All right, so next question. This is from Miha, Miha Dafin. We're actually out of time. No, that's wrong. You have 10 minutes. Really? You know my How time's always... How long is... That's so weird. All right. So this is part of his personality. I'll tell him things 8 to 10 no, times. No, 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 I knew it was off, but like by 2 or 3 minutes. No, it's 10 minutes. Wow, crazy. Yeah. Um. All right, this is from Miha Dafiniu. i butchered that name. Um, what can I do if I'm obsessed with building up the right foundation and ecosystem for my business, which we all know takes a lot of time, and my partner has an upcoming healthcare career and has become t- uh, and has more time due to the management of the corporation she is part of. I feel like entrepreneuring has weakened our 10-year-old relationship. What do you suggest? It's going to be all about strategies. So you guys need to, if you feel like it's weakened it, it has weakened it. So now what are the things that you guys need to do to make sure that you're connecting, that you're doing the things that you value in the relationship? So the simple things like um, things we've talked about here many times, eating breakfast together on the weekends, playing video games together, like doing things, watching shows or movies, um, things that we can do together that we value and that finding those, making time for those, making sure that you spend those times together and then also like conceptualizing it. 
so that when, like, even just the way that we talk about video games and playing together and doing something that's cooperative that has a goal, like, that, that conceptualization of that is really important. And then, and this isn't the topic that I often talk about online, like this, it's so weird, sex. I'll just blurt that also, one out there. Why is he going I'm with so that? not squeamish about this in real life off camera. It's just the one thing on camera I don't like really jive talking about. But like, you gotta have sex. Like, you've gotta make sure that the relationship is physical and vibrant and, um, in that, like, there's so much, like, neurochemistry at play. And so making sure that you make time for that is really important. Um, so, yeah, conceptualize how you spend the time together so that it has meaning, that that meaning is said and expressed. Carving out very specific um, things that you guys are going to do together and do them with frequency. Try as much as you can to stick to... The timing of it all, and you talked a lot about today, that don't be dogmatic about it, but make sure that you have timing around it so that you're actually doing it. Make it a part of your habit loop, your routines, um, and then making sure that your relationship remains physical and exciting. I think that those are very, very important things. And that's how I would make sure that you rekindle that relationship because not putting that time and energy into doing that will, it will become so corrosive that the um, relationship will just literally die. I like that exciting, that word, like in your relationship, because I think that it's easy when you first uh, like meeting someone, getting to know them, like you've got that excitement. But, you know, 10 years down the line, 15 years down the line, I don't know how many people actually think about like, what is going to be exciting? What are we going to do today that excites us both? And maybe it's just as simple as asking that question, right? Like, sit down with your partner right now and say what is exciting to you that we can do together and then answer back and then figure out ways to actually do that because it's never going to happen by itself right sitting on you know I think a lot of people just accept like oh well we've been together for so long of course what do you expect we're just going to sit and watch tv um but nothing exciting is going to happen unless you ask the question and then take action on it like that's the big thing like we take action like we really do sit down and say like what is in fact we do this every saturday what is your selfish desire for this weekend we ask that question all the time um so yeah i just think it's really important i love your advice um okay next question this is from delia mccree what do you do when money was down how did you handle this Separate bank accounts. <clears throat> that I really think that was the magic formula. Um, we don't necessarily agree on how to spend money, much less so now, but back then. And oh, it was very different. I wanted to spend my money on ice cream and you wanted to spend your money on video games. Basically, yeah. That's or like thing. you'd want to watch a movie that I didn't care about and so the thought of spending that money on something oh, I didn't want to see, so we actually took turns. So it was like, okay, what movie do you want to watch? <laughs> I don't really want to watch it, but we can, but it's coming off your tally. Um, so knowing that, that I could save my money up and buy something I really wanted for myself, um, that, that was super, super critical. Mm -hmm. And then... Also, honestly, like, so I was the only one making money at the time. And I think a big part of why that worked was acknowledging that this is a 50-50 relationship and that just because I'm the one going to the Office. traditional job and making the money, like, we're doing everything together as a couple. And this is, like, this is this is big. And, and lean in and listen I to this. I was waiting for you to say lean in. Yeah, yeah, 100%. This is one of those like really important things that people, um, they don't force into their belief system and it, it is biting you in the ass in a thousand subtle ways you don't even realize. So it was important to me that we had decided, it wasn't like she couldn't get a job, we had decided that I was gonna be the one to work and she was gonna stay home. Now if you make that decision and you ever once go, yeah, but I'm the one that's going out and busting my ass and this money is secretly mine, mm. like, shame on you like that is going to undermine the other person's confidence which is going to reflect back on you with them being annoyed with you and bitey at you because you're making them feel badly about themselves so you're triggering this insecurity and then it comes out in the form of an attack and you think how could they be attacking me this is crazy like it's true i'm the one making the money but it's like you're also the one making them feel insecure about it so you're creating your own problem and then um when we started impact theory so first of all, I long said that my wife has earned her half. So even if I came home and she was having an affair and like I walked in and saw for myself, like 
It's easy. You go to the divorce attorney and I say, give her half my shit. Like, period. She's earned it. In fact, think of it another way. I'll walk in and say, just give me half of her shit. Like, done. Like, it's such a 50-50 thing. And when we created the company, we had this beautiful moment where I could prove that those weren't just words. And on paper, I told the lawyers, I said, create the ultimate divorce nightmare. We are equal in every way, shape, and form. We each have a board seat. There's only two people. That means that we could come to loggerheads. Um, she gets 50% of the company. I get 50% of the company. That means, again, that we could come to loggerheads and that we're literally betting everything in the business on our ability to manage our relationship. Now, why would I do that? Because she actually said to me, go ahead, take 51% and I'll take 49%. And, and I really meant it. No, 100%. And it wasn't a test. And that's why this works. You weren't testing me. And I wanted you to know and know in certain terms that like the relationship is the priority. So if the relationship gets fucked up, all my heart is already broken. Everything I care about is already gone. Like the fact that the business now also has issues, fuck it. Like to be the person that I want to be, I'm not going to fight with you over the business anyway, even if that meant that we had to shut it down. Like just to be who I want to be, the way that I want to think about myself when I'm all by myself and there's nothing there but my own thoughts, like it's critical for me to have acted in accordance with the person that I want to be. So like you have those moments. So how do you deal with money? Mm -hmm. By understanding that you're coming to this equally. Like let's say that we both worked and I made more money than you. You're saying back. Any, at any point in our lives, I would want the exact same amount of spending money that you have. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Now, ironically, <clears throat> I would be willing to contribute more to the bills. Yeah, that would have been weird for me. But we would figure it out <clears throat> because I really think that, like, there's obligations and then there's, like... That seems so weird. I'd never do that. That's so interesting. And, and if we had time, I would debate <laughs> this out. But mark my words, and I'm saying this with my wife sitting right next to me, and I'm so curious to know if you agree. And may God strike you dead if you lie. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> I, I would convince her. Because this is one of those areas, the psychological protection of the relationship, I have thought so much about that can we know. agree? No, I don't know. Because <laughs> here's, here's what I think. Like, I'm going to, because the lightning is coming. <laughs> I'm just scooting over so I don't get I mean, struck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be collateral damage as God strikes you down. Here's the, here's the truth though. If you were if you were like baby, it's important to me. Mm -hmm. Of course, like Jesus, I don't feel that strongly about it. If you if you want to contribute more then contribute more. Like if it's that important to you, then okay. Here's but, here's how I'd think of it. It's percentage of No, even that I wouldn't do. What was I going to say? Percentage of how uh, much you make. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I thought you had it wrong. Um because so in going back to this finance like what we did is exactly what i would do now is i would take our money i would put it together because again it we are a unit we are one mm -hmm. it is the billu clan we have a household we have our puppies and we are in it together so take both of our salaries put it together all right how much money do we have to spend on the bills the bills all are right let me ask another yeah. way would you live in a lesser place just mm -hmm. to make sure that you could pay 50% of the bills? Uh, Let's say you made $120,000 a year and okay. I made $5 million. Mm -hmm. But no, but you want... No, no, go ahead and answer the question. Since this was your whole point well, was so you'd want to put in raw dollars the same. So No, I'm not saying raw dollars. I'm saying take your salary, my salary, put it together and treat it as one then I would be contributing more, which was exactly what I said at the beginning, which is what you said you didn't agree I to. I thought you, sorry, I misunderstood what you were saying then. I, sorry, I misunderstood <laughs> what he was saying. I thought you were saying like basically, you can keep more, I'm gonna put more money in. It's not like I, I have to say like, oh, we have to be earning the same amount. Whatever you're bringing to the table and whatever I'm bringing to the table, you put them together and it's 100% equal. So yeah, I guess technically you would financially be contributing more, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so going, so going back to that, yes, put, what we did is we put our money together. We said, these are the bills. Okay, that takes care of that. How much do we have left? All right, as a team, how much do we want to save for our future? Is it 2%? Is it 5%? Like, what is that agreement that we want to put into our savings account that now goes for vacations, present for our family, things like that? So we put that aside. And then we say, how much do we equally want to take out and put in our own bank accounts 
Um, we didn't really have separate bank accounts. It was more like on. We did then. No, yeah. it was me on paper doing it. I don't think that's true. It you is. remember this better it than is, I do, yeah. but wow. Because I was taking care of it also. Um, we had different accounts, but it wasn't, you know, not to get What? We had savings account. We had our checking yes. account. Did we have separate accounts for our spending money? We're really going to derail now, but um, yes, because you had an account with your mom. I don't want to get into that, but you don't remember. Anyway. I'm really boring the people at home now. We're going to lose people watching. Um, so we took our money. We said, okay, this is how much we're spending on our bills. This is how much we're going to save. And now how much do we want to spend or keep for ourselves? So that way, if it's, let's say, even $5 a week, right? Let's say like when we were like at our worst um, financially, $5 for me, $5 for you. Now, if you want to go and literally just burn it on candy you can because i think for me at least the worst thing was i don't want to ask for permission i don't want to have to go to you every time that i'm spending money like if i want to save up all my money for two years and then buy a killer pair of shoes i want to buy those pair of shoes and i don't want to be in the shop having to call you asking for permission to buy it and because i was real about how that would have made me feel and that would have made me feel like i was coming to you with my hand out and if we had agreed as a partnership that we're both equal. You're working hard at work, but I'm working hard at home. That I don't want to feel um, like what you're doing is more valuable. And so it was important that we put those together and then we had that separation of personal funds. There it is. So, all right, so that's all we have time for. That's a wrap, people. Um, just want to remind everybody to switch on your notifications. We do have a couple of weird um, scheduling times for the next few weeks due to his schedule. Um, and then also just letting everyone know we have some really fun, killer Valentine's, Valentine's Day stuff coming up about power couples in relationships. And um, yeah, so stay tuned next week. There it is. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.